Grab your mason jars, strap on that apron. It's time for Canning with the Diva. Making her mark across the globe. Teaching you how to safely preserve delicious recipes. Please welcome your host, Diane Devereaux, the Canning Diva. Thank you for tuning in. This is Diane Devereaux, the Canning Diva. I am so happy to have you guys here with me again this week. And I have something new and exciting in store for all of you. I have a guest with me that is going to share her experiences with freeze drying. Now, for those of you tuning in that don't have a freeze dryer, not to worry. This is still going to be a very informative uh, episode. You're going to learn some new things and it might even entice you to do some shopping or set aside some money to make that type of investment. Um, we're going to touch on a variety of topics, but before I introduce my special guest, I wanted to talk a bit about freeze drying itself so that you understand what it is, why it's important and why we incorporate it into food preservation. Um, so for those of you not familiar with freeze drying, it is something that goes back to uh, World War II. So back in World War II, they started freeze drying the medicine because those during the war that were wounded, mainly our, our medicine back then required refrigeration and they couldn't get it to the front line. They couldn't get it to the war zone. It would spoil. So they started freeze drying the medicine and they found in doing so, it made it extremely lightweight and easy to transport. Now it doesn't need to be refrigerated. And it helped our soldiers um, get the, you know, life uh, saving uh, medicines that they needed uh, during, during that time. So pretty exciting that how far it goes back to. And then, you know, you start fast forwarding in, the, in these recent decades. And we're very blessed that we have a company out of Utah called Harvest Right. And that's R-I-G-H-T. And uh, they, ironically, uh, reached out to me back when I started the Canning Diva. Um, I started Canning Diva about 10 years ago, and I think they reached out to me within that first year. And were super excited about what they were creating and developing, and as was I. But um, bringing freeze drying into the home, because typically your commercial freeze dryers, you're going to see them at taxidermists, florists. And then, of course, major commercial plants that actually create this food to resell. It was it was a very new concept to be able to bring that into the home. And um, when they called me to tell me about this really cool thing they were working on, um, at that time you were looking at twelve to eighteen thousand dollars for one of those bad boys, and I was like, I, I was very shocked at that price tag, and said, you know. I would love to create a cookbook for you guys, but I can't even afford one of those. We need to get, you know, the price down because people will spend a couple thousand because they know that they're going to get that back in a short period of time. But, um, you know, I don't even think all of my appliances in my home at that time cost 12 grand. So we needed to make, you know, something reasonable. And, and that's what they were working on. And I'm so so very happy that they stayed diligent. They kept their nose to the grindstone, procured, uh, you know, the right uh, metals and products and, and, and ingenuity and engineering. And they made something that all of us now um, can put into our homes 
and have access to freeze drying our own foods. And it's, it's very, very exciting that they were able to do this. And part of their um, stance, which, which is all of us food, food preservationists, is we need to start eliminating the waste and we need to start finding healthier ways to preserve food. Now, as the canning diva, you know that I do focus a lot on canning, but I also talk about dehydrating, uh, cold storage, freezing, um, even dry food storage. There, there's very many ways, but freeze drying, um, I haven't talked too much about because I don't own one myself, and that's why I've brought Lori here. Um, I'd like to introduce Lori Reminga. She is a personal friend of mine, and uh, Lori is just... Um, She's a spitfire and she's fun and we really have enjoyed uh, our friendship over the years. And now more than ever, we have um, something even more exciting in common, which is which is food preservation. So Lori, welcome to Canning with the Diva. Thank you, Diane. It's so amazing to be here with you. Aww, thank you. And, and I'm, I'm excited that um, you get to talk to those that are just as excited as we are about food preservation you get to now bring something new to the table on Canning with the Diva. So I really, really appreciate you. Oh. And I'm so proud of you too, by the way. Oh I mean, my gosh. You guys should have seen this. She <laughs> came in here today with this amazing tub full of everything. She, I, I, it's amazing. I, I, you know, one of these days I got to make my podcast also into video because I have this cool little, uh, uh, gift bag, if you will, of some of the most amazing things. I'm not going to steal her thunder. I'm going to let her talk to you about some of this today, but of course, I taste tested this stuff, and holy cow. I made you taste test it. <laughs> she did. <laughs> you have to try it. You have to try it. Open it. Open it. So, Lori, um, I want you to just tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself and what got you into freeze drying. Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm married. I have adult children and a couple of grandbabies, and um, we were at uh, our amazing home church, and one of the couples there had brought in some fresh pineapple that they had freeze dried. Of course, we I think we've all kind of heard the term freeze dry and, you know, but I really didn't know anything about it. It's not a dehydrator, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I tried it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this fresh pineapple is there. There's no weight to it. The flavor is so intense. It's like my tongue was doing a happy dance. And I said, this is God's candy, you know, really. And uh, so I said, tell me more. Okay. So they did. And okay. that was, yeah, early this year. And my gosh, you've done all that just. April 1st, wow. we got ours. And I think I've done 44 or 45 batches of things to try. Oh so I'm new. I, I'm new, but I'm pretty hooked. And my husband is too. He kind of. He's been dubbing me the, uh, yeah, freeze-drying queen. I love it. <laughs> it's running 24-7. You hear that, listeners? You yeah. got a diva and a queen in here. There so. we go. <laughs> that is awesome. So now, if, if you have, I mean, think about that, ladies and gentlemen. My goodness. In just a few short months, she's already done 45 batches. So just generally, because we're going to dive into some recipes and some things that you've done that you've had some success with. Mm -hmm. But just give me... Give the listeners just an idea of some of the things within these 45 batches that you've you've put together and you freeze dried. Okay, uh, milk. There's only the two of us at home now because the kids are grown and gone. But how many times have you like, oh my gosh, the milk is going bad? Right, okay. right. You use half of it and then right, yeah, yeah. So milk, um, sour cream, cottage cheese, same thing. Okay. Um, 
Even cream cheese. Okay. Raw eggs. Not that our eggs ever go bad because we like eggs, but it's really nice to be able to freeze dry them for later use. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I've done that too. What about some of these amazing snacks you brought? Just give everybody a, a, an idea of just some of the fruits alone, just the fruits alone. Oh my God. Pineapple was one, but what else have you brought? I mean, uh, this is amazing. Bananas, fresh bananas, mm -hmm. uh, canned peaches, canned in their own juice, drain it, cut them into little bite-sized pieces. That's why I call them peach bites. Mm -hmm. They're super good. What mm -hmm. a great snack. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have all the preservatives. Mm -hmm. Oh, mozzarella cheese shredded can you believe that guys yeah. oh my gosh mozzarella and, it, and i did try that it's acts it's it's amazing it's not uh as light and airy as some of the other foods it's kind of more dense mm -hmm. but the flavor it's I crunchy. Feel like yeah it's crunchy and i feel like i taste more mozzarella in that bite than i do if it was fresh yeah that's one of the first things i noticed about when you freeze dry something you're removing all the moisture obviously and it's like all the flavor intensifies mm -hmm. so you have more of a flavor burst. Mm -hmm. you know. Let's take a minute. Listeners, the reason I um, wanted to have Lori on and us focus some energy into freeze drying is that very reason. So flavor is one thing when you're freeze drying. You are preserving. Uh, actually, you are enhancing. So you're not only preserving the flavor, you are enhancing the flavor. Uh, but you're also retaining upwards of 99% of the food's nutritional value. Um, anywhere from 97, 98% is about the norm. Um, the reason you're doing that is you're not exposing anything to heat. You're simply freezing the food and then you're putting it inside of the vacuum chamber, which is the actual freeze dryer itself. And it is now then removing all of that moisture. So in doing this, it is truly the, the most optimal form of food preservation. Yeah. Now, one of the misnomers out there is that if you freeze dry your food, you're going to shrink it all down just like you do with a dehydrator. And that is, that is untrue. It really doesn't change a lot of the shape at all. No. Um, but what it does do is it removes all that weight. The majority mm -hmm. of the weight in the food is from the water. Mm -hmm. And so now, I mean, like this, I'm not kidding you. I have this gorgeous rainbow colored bag of amazing <laughs> oh my gosh i can't wait to dive into this a little bit later today too and uh I, I don't even think i'm holding a pound here and i do believe uh some of this weight is from the ziplocs that she brought them in but i mean the peach bites she just uh mentioned they're they're gorgeous they stayed their shape they stayed their color yep. so that is you know you're you're, you're maintaining those things mm -hmm. but then also with freeze drying, you are substantially expanding that lifespan, getting upwards of what is it? How many years? 25. If, if it's freeze dried correctly, meaning you get all the water out of it mm -hmm. and it's, it's packaged properly, which would be a lot. I use a lot of Mylar, mm -hmm. heavy duty bags like the seven mil Mylar and uh, with an oxygen absorber. Yeah. And you seal it up with the impulse sealer that you get with your Harvest Right freeze dryer. And yeah, it can be 25 years. Isn't that amazing? If it's all done properly and it is. Right, you know? right. So ladies and gentlemen, like the biggest thing that hit me was cost. I'm, as a canner, food preservationist, I'm trying to always find ways to cut costs, save money, extend the life of my food. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, started seeing the attributes when you start weighing how long something lasts. So I want to touch on that before we dive into um, a little bit more of 
um, the healthy attributes of freeze drying, how much time is truly involved. Um, when you start comparing freeze drying to canning and dehydrating, and you're and you're looking at the cost, okay, and cost isn't just monetary, right? It's also your time, it's also your tools, your energy, everything that goes into it. With dehydrating, you're looking at upwards of maybe four years before everything needs to be consumed or rotated out. And with home canned goods, depending on the food itself, you're looking at three to five years storage life, okay? Now, don't get me wrong, as long as that lid stays sealed on a jar, you can keep it in your pantry till kingdom come. But I, I don't know as if eating the food is going to be all that, um, you know, pleasant. Your integrity of the food is going to uh, dissipate substantially. And um, your nutritional value is pretty much all but gone. You know, that's another thing. With dehydrating, you're retaining or you're, you're losing, I should say, 30 to 40 percent. So you're retaining anywhere from... Uh, 70 to 60% of the nutritional value. With canning, depending on what it is, you're kind of cutting that, you know, 50 to 60%. So, I mean, as soon as something is exposed to heat, which both dehydrating and canning are, we do lose some. Now, some foods gain nutrients when exposed to heat, like tomatoes, carrots, broccoli. Um, they get healthier when exposed to heat, but other things may not. And so, even though I'm comfortable eating something that I know might have 50% of its nutritional value because I put it in that jar, how amazing would it be to just reconstitute some freeze-dried food and um, retain now upwards of, you know, 99, 97 to 99%. So in a cost standpoint, I'm saving myself a lot because I don't have to rotate the food out as quickly. And for those of you that are, you know, bracing for this, economic nightmare we're seeing and this high inflation, you know, that is also um, something we need to consider cost-wise because the cost of food just keeps going up and up. So let's, um, I'm going to turn this over to Lori now. I want Lori to share with all of us some of the time that is involved, some of the tips that you have gathered kind of along the way to make things a bit more efficient and just, you know, some of the recipes you're gravitating to because of their healthy nature. So um, I'm just going to kind of give you the floor. You can start wherever you'd like. But I, I really just want to know, um, you know, diving deeper into the healthy attributes and then the time involved because that is cost. I mm -hmm. mean, your time is valuable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's prep time. You know, obviously you're going to have that whether you're canning or freeze drying or, or you know. Mm -hmm. So some things like say vegetables and potatoes um you'll want to blanch those you know and i like to pre-freeze um in my deep freezer Ooh. the things beforehand yes my freeze dryer will do that you do not have to do that but whatever you put in there i have a medium freeze dryer okay. yes and so it's four trays okay and um i prefer to have things all frozen in the freezer because before it, it goes in yep, the freezer. before it goes in the freezer oh, okay. because it will cut down on the cycle time. Okay. You know, and that saves you some cost then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My freezer is running anyway. Right. Right. It's going to run whether we're freezing food for later or you're right. prepping your, okay. Yeah. So I like to do that. Um, okay. So 
using your freezer is an excellent way to prepare because it cuts down on the processing or excuse me, I keep saying processing because I'm a canner (laughs) (laughs) on the freeze drying time. So then, okay, share with us, give us an idea of like on any given day, you're going to make something just kind of walk us through one of your most recent recipes and share with us, you know, the, what you've invested time and food wise so that we get a feel for what you're doing in your home prior to it going in a freeze dryer. Okay. Um, well, part of the reason we like this so much mm-hmm. is because of the snack, Got the, it. you know, not just, uh, for future meals and whatnot, but, um, to have something that, you know, doesn't have a lot of preservatives and junk chemicals. Yeah. yeah. Like that mozzarella cheese, you know, especially people love to do keto, right? So that would be very keto friendly. Good you get call. something chewy with mm-hmm. lots of flavor mm-hmm. without carbs, you know, mm-hmm. so there's one example. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, what I do is I like to watch, um, there's a lot of great resources like on YouTube and whatnot. Um, Share some of them with us. Yeah, there's, um, it's called uh, Retired at 40, Live Life Simple. His name is Brian. And yes, they're in their early 40s. <laughs> and he he does a lot of experiments. Okay. And you just by having that on in the background at home while you're putzing around, you know, mm-hmm. you can really learn a lot and it, it can spark your creativity. So I've learned a lot from him so far. He also has um, a uh, Facebook and MeWe group, same name, Retired at 40, Free Strain. And so there's a lot of information on there too. You just got to, you know, look for it and stuff. But um, so I just uh, wanted, I had some applesauce and I had some bananas and I thought, okay, I'm going to try this. So I just took like a 48 ounce jar of unsweetened applesauce, Mm -hmm. dumped it in a bowl. And I added, uh, I mashed up, I don't know, maybe eight ounces or so of bananas. And I did throw in three tablespoons of sugar and a couple of teaspoons of ground um, Saigon cinnamon. Mm. I just stirred that up. I poured it in the trays and I do have some dividers that I have gotten from because some things you, it really will help to, to uh, make it dry out easier. Okay. You know, if you've got like separators. Okay. So, you know, some things you don't have to do stuff like that. And some things may be a little bit pricey, but um, it makes it a lot easier when packaging and eating and whatnot. So I've got these dividers that I got from that retired at 40, um, freeze drying supplies.com is his deal. Oh, so you hear that everyone freeze drying supplies.com. Yeah. Write that one down. Write that okay. one down. So he has a lot of neat things, but, um, the dividers and of course with the freeze dryers, once you go to harvestright.com and look at them, they're pretty much the only game in town. Yeah. So you can go and see a lot of quick little two minute videos, uh, which is very informative on their website. And you'll see it if you hit the shop now, they have a small, a medium, and a large freeze dryer. They also have pharmaceutical freeze dryers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to do be doing food in the home, mm-hmm. get one of the the either the small, medium, or large for okay. the home, not the pharmaceuticals. So um, I've got the medium, and like I said, four trays. The small has three, and the large has five trays, and it does a considerable amount more. That the large does run on two hundred and twenty. Okay. So, but that four tray one, your medium, is that a 110 then? Yep. Yep. Okay. And so is the small. Okay. But uh, I've kind of learned just by, you know, watching a lot of stuff and reading uh, that with the, you can do a little bit more in one large load than you can with both a small and a medium. Okay. So see, it does increase the capacity. Um, right when, after we got ours, I wished it was a large, <laughs> but I didn't, 
we didn't order from Harvest Right. There are, you'll be able to find, there's some local distributors that you can get. And so we went to a local one over in Burnups. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Burnups Equipment, I believe it was called. And that's where our friends had got theirs too. Okay. So they actually had like one left, a medium. So I have a medium because I wanted it then. I didn't want to wait. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to wait a couple months. I really, if I would have known of this, it would have been great to have one a couple of years ago. Oh, sure. But when's the best time? A now. couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Is it too late? No. Exactly. You just start now with what you have. And, and you've already cranked out 45 batches. So that that is literally four trays is one batch right. at a time. Correct. So you've done 45 batches in just a very short time. So you have... Let me guess. Is this thing running twenty four seven? Yeah, <laughs> that's why Bob calls me. He's <laughs> trying queen. queen. Yes, and he loves it. If he's around, you know, he'll help me bag up some stuff because when it does come out, mm-hmm. you want to take care of it right away. Sure, especially things like you know those apple banana squares, applesauce banana squares. They um they'll they'll grab the moisture out of the air. So how long so. does it take those apple cinnamon apple banana squares? How long did it take in the freeze dryer? Before they were ready, like give uh, us an idea of when you are freeze drying, how much time then is invested? Because the prep sounded quick, quick and easy, right? For that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that one's pretty quick and easy. Um, I do. I, I have a little journal here. I'm glancing through it. I I journal every load I put in, when I put it in, when I took it out, how much time it took. Um, it's amazing. She even keeps track of like her unit. She has to take uh, do oil changes from time to time. And mm-hmm. I think you said, let me. I hope I said this right. 25, you can get 25 batches before you have to worry about changing yeah. the oil. Usually, I'm, around in on there. the average, yeah, oh, okay. between 20 and 30, so somewhere around 25. Okay. Um, I am looking for the, how long it took me for that. I should put that back in the in the recipe part because it's a different in a different area in my book. Um, you know what? Those took, those took a while. They took like 45 and a half hours. Okay. So that's on the higher end. I think I've had something that has taken a little bit longer, but on the average, okay, 35, 36, 38, 39, 40. Okay. So, so that's I, a lot of hours. So okay. 44, 45 batches and since April 1st is pretty good. Okay. So how do you know when something's done? Does your freeze dryer just shut off or is it you're checking for a particular consistency? What do, Tell us about that. Yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't just shut off. Okay. It goes into a final dry. And I think it was set at a couple hours of a final dry time. It, it's all computerized. It has sensors. So it's it's pretty close. Sweet. Um, yeah, like I took the watermelon out this morning. I this time had cut it in small squares and you liked it. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm not kidding. I wish I wish I could make the flavors come through the microphone because yeah. it was like it was like watermelon I had never tasted before. See, and that's the beauty. I'm, I'm, cause you said when you cut this watermelon open, you were shocked. It was crazy. Uh, I told my husband, I have never met a watermelon like this before. <laughs> the, the rind was a lot firmer. Okay. And even the inside, you know, usually when you cut watermelon, it's, it's just juicy. like juices all over uh-huh. the place. It, yeah, there was some juice, but it had, it looked normal. But it had a weird, like, it was fibrous, firm. firm. Okay. Not really fibrous, but huh. just firm. And okay. I thought it didn't taste that great. And it was I thought, bland, huh? Yeah. Okay. It, it wasn't a normal watermelon that you go, oh my gosh, it's so good. No. If, if I wasn't freeze drying it, you probably would have thrown it I out. I probably <laughs> would have. But I think we paid like seven bucks or whatever. And I thought, well, let's try it. You don't know unless you try. Okay. So I took the time and cut it all up. 
and and I just did little squares this time. Last time I used my little melon baller and it was really cute, but yeah, you know, I just want to get this done. I might be throwing it away anyway. I'm thinking. Right. Because work, you didn't know what, yeah. yeah okay. If it doesn't taste good. So I'll happy to announce when, when uh, we took it out of the freeze dryer this morning, it was pretty darn good. We went, Whoa, that's awesome. I was amazed. Yeah. You guys, I'm not kidding. I yeah. took a, a, a bite of that and it was like, the best watermelon I have ever tasted. I can't even describe. But it wasn't wet. But it wasn't wet. It was so. dry, but it was sweet. Yes. It looked like watermelon. Oh, yeah. Hot pink and very pretty. Yeah. Looked like watermelon. But, again, with the freeze drying, taking out that moisture, it mm -hmm. had almost like a crystallized, uh, uh, lightweight texture to it. Yeah. And it was. You can chew it. It oh, doesn't yeah. have a big crunch because yeah. watermelon, you know. But um, just even letting, letting it uh, melt in your mouth. In your mouth yeah. is, is pretty good. Now, how long did the watermelon take in the freeze dryer? Uh, Just a rough idea. It was, was I think, 35. Okay. So what I'm hearing oh, is the see. time that's invested yeah. initially can be fairly quick. Okay. You're cutting it up. You're peeling. You're putting it in. You're mashing. You're making. Mm -hmm. But then once it's in the freeze dryer, it has to do its own thing. And you're not probably getting less than what? 24 hours. It's going to be 24 hours or more. Some I've done a couple things that were about 20. Uh, candy goes pretty quick, okay. like Skittles. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold <laughs> on here. Wait. What? Yeah, I I can't remember the last time I bought Skittles. It was probably for one of my boys. I don't think my daughter cared a whole lot for them when she was a kid, but the boys, oh Skittles, you know. So yeah, they come out looking. They blow up a little bit, but they like split. So it reminds me. Well, you had one or a couple mm -hmm. and saw mm -hmm. them, and they kind of look like a marble. Yeah, they right? do. They look like a marble. Yeah. They round it out. And they're just like a sugar crunch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't care for them. Now, the milk duds, I hadn't had milk duds in years. And I think they're pretty awesome just the way they are. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we did them and they blow up quite a bit. So you got to leave a little bit of room. And they're just this little poof. <laughs> I should have grabbed something. a jar. That's I okay. Yeah, I did not. I will get you some later. No, this is amazing. Um, so with this... What, what what we're all hearing is time is in the freeze dryer, but what does that do to the overall cost? Because it is in, it's an electrical appliance. Mm -hmm. So have you seen a huge jump in your electric bill? No, I asked my husband and cause you know, I don't pay attention to this. <laughs> he, he likes to do it. I'm like, great, you do that. I'll do this. <laughs> so I think, um, this Brian at retired at 40, he has, he's a techie. He has all the little gadgets and whatnot. And he said, usually a load, of course, obviously it depends on how long it is. Some loads might be 20, 24, another might be 45 or whatever, but on the average, it's somewhere between a dollar something and around three per load. Okay. So not that much. Okay. So no. we're not. So this of course, is a, that was before all of this, you know. Well, now we're yeah. seeing increases of everything. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So it's not like running a, a, a pool filter or an air conditioner. You're right. not seeing a 50 to $80 jump. Right. In your electric bill. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's really good for all of us to know, because I think some of us have that hesitation. We oh, already it's know. a great question. Yeah, it is. A, yeah. yeah. I mean, we have a hesitation of, <clears throat> I want this appliance. But I really don't want to spend an extra $100 a month in my electric bill. Right. So you're really not. And if you've done, um, you know, uh, 45 loads, let's just take an average. Let's say it's $2 per load. Uh, two times 45, we're looking at $90. And that's spread over April, May, and half of June. Yep. So divided by two and a half, it's like 36 bucks. That's That's not bad. I can't even... 
I don't even think that'll give me a quarter tank of gas right now. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go there. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that right now. Nope, in so. Michigan, guys, because uh, Lori's a, a lifelong resident of Michigan, just as I am. And um, Michigan right now, we're up to $5.19 a gallon for just regular 87 octane unleaded fuels. Which so, my car does not take that. Oh, good grief. <laughs> so you're paying, what, close to yeah. $5.80 a gallon. Something oh like goodness. that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, this is very good uh, for all of us that have been on the fence, but what's the initial investment into a medium-sized freeze dryer? Um, it was about three grand, just under three grand. Okay. Um, and like I said, we just went and picked it up because we wanted it then, but you can get it from the company. Um, and I think it was you, Diane, that told me that they can do a payment plan or something for, yes. for people. To, yes. Harvest like a layaway. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's like a layaway. Yeah. Harvest Right will do a zero percent interest, but what no, there's really no interest. They just don't charge you anything. What you can do is go on a payment plan. You make a monthly payment until it's paid off and then they will ship it to you. Yeah. So it's kind of like what we used to do back in the day, the layaway. At Christmas. At Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how my mom afforded all of our Christmas presents yeah. was layaway. Yeah. You but, don't, obviously you don't want to go into debt. That's, that's one thing that, um, if we don't have the money, we don't buy it no matter yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if we cash think, is king, right? yeah, cash is king. And if we think about it, all of um, my listeners, uh, you know, have a varying degree of um, time put into uh, canning or, or dehydrating. And so we, whether you're a novice or a veteran, we all know that it has taken us veterans time to get to where we're at. And if we really sat back and tallied up you know, the cost of the canner, the jars, the lids, the food itself, um, the time and everything spent, you know, we're, we are, you know, right up there. Um, I know I have spent more than I probably have ever sat down and calculated and, and thought about, but to make that initial investment and, but yet have the savings because that food can be set aside for upwards of 25 years. Right. There is a value to that. Yeah. You know, just as uh, those of us who have used Tatler uh, reusable canning lids and rings. Now, those are an upfront cost and they're far more costly than the disposable lids. Uh, for those of us canners who have used them and swear by Tatler or um, I think the other company is uh, Harvest Guard, um, you know, you made a substantial you know, few hundred dollar investment just into those lids and rings. Mm -hmm. This would be really no different. It's just maybe on a, a bit larger scale. So if this is something all of you are thinking about, um, you know, setting aside the funds to do so, which I'm doing myself. I'm, I'm setting aside a little bit of money here and there so that I can buy mine. And now that I uh, have a hookup for somebody local, <laughs> that'll save me the shipping costs is yeah. kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah. So keep that in mind, everybody. If you're on the fence about the uh, freeze dryer, um, after hearing from Lori today, I feel a lot better knowing that once that initial cost is made, everything else then is controllable and up, up to me. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. very good to know. So let's talk about the, the pre-freezing for a moment, because that is part of the prep work. And that is something that I'll be honest with you. I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. I assumed we prep the food and stick it right in there. And you can, and a you lot can. of people do. And it, it extends the time, but I like mm -hmm. what you shared with me about how you've got this really cool system by buying extra trays. Tell mm -hmm. me, tell me about that and how you rotate with your deep freezer. Um, well, I have found that, um, if you do 
a load, like I said, four trays in the medium. Um, it's really handy and it goes smoother and less writing and all that. If, if you do the same thing, you don't have to. You can throw you leftovers. You putting the same thing yeah. in the, like every four tray having the same thing? Yeah, that's that's optimal. I mean, that just it works well for me. You okay. know, but there's a lot of people that don't pre-freeze at all. Okay. They'll but just put you, it in. But if you have a deep freezer yeah. uh, or even one of those tall stand-up ones, mm -hmm. while something's in the freeze dryer, what are you then doing? Are you prepping food to just stick right back in the freezer? Yep. Okay. I like to have at least one load in the deep freeze okay. at all times. Okay. So, so then when you're taking something out of the freeze dryer, you're popping right in the next. After you do the defrost, okay. takes a couple hours. Okay. So tell us about that. Yeah. The freeze dryer, um, like I said, you don't have to pre-freeze. Some people don't. I prefer to, but when you put it first, put it in, well, you turn it on and then you let it get cold. Okay. okay. So it says load in 15 minutes or whatever. But if I've got something in the deep freeze, I'm going to wait until it gets Cold enough to, okay. Yeah, like okay. below 32, um, you know. So then after you wait that 15 minutes, then what's next? You put the trays in? Mm -hmm. If the temperature looks good to me, it's it's below freezing. Sometimes I'll even let it get to like 20 or lower, depending okay. on what I'm doing. So you put it in and so you turn it on, you close the valve. It, it reminds you to do this. So okay. you close the valve and then you just close the door and hit continue. So it, then it will do a freeze. Okay. Even though I've deep had it in the deep mm -hmm. freeze, it will still go through the freezing. It just does it a lot quicker. Sometimes it's an hour and a half. Sometimes it's two, two and a half hours on the freezing thing. Then it will kick into vacuum freezing Isn't and the pump kicks on. Nice. So when the pump kicks on, I have a little fan down by my pump. It's a, it's a oil. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. The premier pump comes with, um, harvest rate freeze dryers now it used to be the standard. And I think with the standard, they would have to like change the oil every, almost every almost batch. Every batch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now it's between 20 and 30. You can tell mm -hmm. you want to make sure your level's good, that, that, that the um, oil isn't cloudy, you know? So, okay. so then it gets into a vacuum freezing and I turn a little fan on the pump because it runs hot. That's what pumps do. Okay. You don't have to, but I prefer to. Okay. It just, I think it will save wear and tear. Okay. Know, just a thought. So I turn the, the fan on and it, after it does the vacuum freezing, it goes into drying. Now you mentioned it doesn't use heat. It actually does. Mm -hmm. But by the time that it gets to the high temperatures, usually somewhere, I usually see about 124 degrees. Mm -hmm. Eventually it works up to that. Um, it helps with the sublimation, all the, the water coming off, mm -hmm. you know, which is more of an evaporation process versus, and it's a vacuum seal. So it's not having to cook that food. So right. It's using heat as part of the process, but to dry it, to dry it. It does not. Yep. yep. And that's why there is still some of a nutritional loss, but it's so minimal, minimal. Yep. that it extends the, not only the life of the food, but the nutritional value. So yes, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, we pay so much for things now, mm -hmm. food, and we want as much nutrition as we can get. I mean, even if you're talking snack food there, okay, there's no nutrition in snack food. Yeah. But with us, I mean, yes. you, you tasted the sweet potato chips that I made. Yes. And I, uh, all I did was peel the sweet potatoes and I sliced them, not super 
I don't know. How thick is yeah, that? They're probably, I'd say an eighth of an inch thick. Yeah. That's not too shabby. Yeah. They were amazing. I felt like I was tasting you, well, you thought cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. And I didn't put cinnamon. There's nothing, nothing on, on it. They nothing. were phenomenal. Yeah. I did blanch them. So I cut them. Mm -hmm. Obviously peeled them. Mm -hmm. Cut them. Blanched them and let them drain. And I spread them out on the tray. And that was it. Yeah. Now, ladies, guys, listeners, I, I want to share with you. Let's talk about snack food because I do believe that is where we spend bulk of our money at the grocery store because of the packaging, the marketing, the, I mean, the amount of processing that all of our snack food has to go through just to get to the store shelf. Right. That is where our cost comes in. Like Triscuits, mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, those are one of my favorites. Me too. I love Triscuits. Oh, you got to have cheese And on now, them. oh, I know. <laughs> and then unfortunately what happens is over the last six, eight months, what used to be $3.69 a box is now $5.69 a box. Isn't that crazy? It's insane what we're seeing, and it's not going to get any better any quicker. So looking at this awesome bag of yummy goodness that she brought me to sample, I probably have 15 different snacks in here that I don't have to reconstitute. I can eat it fresh from the bag, freeze-dried. I have peaches. I have apples. In here, she has bananas. Um, pineapple, which is like she said, God's candy. I'm not joking. It is absolutely amazing. That it is. is amazing. Watermelon. Yeah. I'm even staring at ice cream sandwiches that oh, you mint cut. chocolate chip. Oh, oh my. Seeing as how they can't see, you have to tell. Oh, them. I have mint to chocolate chip. Oh, what's gosh. better than that? You guys, this is like okay. It's like when we were kids. And the teacher brought, our elementary school teacher brought in food from the moon. Did you ever experience that? Because they wanted us to try. Like astronaut ice cream. Astronaut ice cream, I yes. totally forgot about that. But yes. someone said that. I'm like, yeah, that does sound very yes. familiar. Yeah. Yes. So I cut these in bite-sized little cubes. Mm -hmm. And you have to work quick so they don't melt. Melt, uh-huh. Yeah, uh -huh. And then you'll want to get them in the deep freeze on right a tray. Away. And they're little bite-sized uh, pieces. Yeah. And that way they get frozen. It, You know. You really want to make sure you work quick with those. Oh, absolutely. So, but you guys, there are so, so good. many good things. And now talk about cost saving. Instead of, you know, spending money on the chips and the, even, even the store-bought banana chips, mm -hmm. doing this yourself, I mean, my goodness. Oh my gosh. I, that is just, it's brilliant. It's cost saving. Yeah. It'll last for for a long, long time. Yes. Well, I don't know how long these are going to last. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. I can't, I can't keep apples. Every time I do them. We end up eating them. And I've just, I think they're gala apples, and I just sprinkled a little Saigon cinnamon on them. And oh, I gave them a, a little lemon water yep, bath. Citric acid bath. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, you know, it's so funny as, as I'm listening to you, and I think all of you tuning in can hear it as well. There's so much similarity to what Lori has done with the freeze dryer and what we do as canners and even dehydrators, that this would just be a very simplistic transition to what we already do and what we're what what the benefit is is now in our pantry because I don't believe we should have just one form of food preservation and that's all we do right yep. a lot of the non-snack type foods like casseroles and you made fried rice and in the next episode when we we get back together with Lori she's going to dive real deep into some fun recipes for all of you um what i'm seeing is those need to be reconstituted and from a preparedness standpoint, I talk a lot about having ready-to-eat food on hand. Mm -hmm. So in the event of a disaster, if we don't have access to clean water, we have food that's already been cooked. It has its own water content. We can simply heat it and eat it. Mm 
So I don't ever want anyone to think that once you get good at canning, that's all you're ever going to do because we do need things that are dehydrated. We do need things that are cold stored, but we have to round out our food preservation plan because when we plan ahead, we can be prepared for whatever gets thrown our way. Um, Absolutely. Yes. And you have just made me uh, even more excited to get my own freeze dryer. So I'm excited for you too. Because <laughs> gonna... you're going to make up recipes. Now, yeah, you can find information on YouTube and whatnot. But mm-hmm. the things I've written down in my book, I like, I didn't know. First, I tried the applesauce um, squares. And the first time I did it, I had some sweet potato chips that I had done. And I thought, okay, I'm going to. So I broke them up, mm-hmm. made them pretty on top. I sprinkled little little pieces and little powder of the sweet potato on top. And of, that, the, of the of the applesauce squares. Yeah, oh. that was without banana. I didn't do bananas in that one. That was okay. the first time I tried it. And they were good. Okay. And they were really pretty with it. Oh, I know, bet. With the little sweet potatoes. And how healthy is that? It's right. unsweetened applesauce. Your snacks so. just took like a whole new... Yeah whole new transformation into Absolutely. healthy mm-hmm. snack food. And yeah, okay, the ice cream sandwich bites aren't ha- aren't healthy, but you know. <laughs> you need a sweet treat. Come on. Yeah, That's once a, in a while. Oh, it, a while. like the finger jello, little cubes of oh. finger jello. I forgot about that, you guys. Yeah. It I, does taste like candy. So maybe that's, you know what, what I'd love for all of you tuning in to do, um, when you get a chance, shoot over to Canning Diva Facebook or Instagram, or even head over to my website at canningdiva.com. You're welcome to shoot me a message. I would love to hear from you on what types of recipes uh, in the freeze dryer that you'd like to learn or hear about. Because if there's something in particular you want to know, like, hey, can I even do this? I would love to hear from you so that Lori, the next time she's on, which will be in a couple of weeks here, I want to make sure that we're touching on the things that interest you or answering the questions that you need to have answered before you take the leap into freeze drying. So make sure you head over to my website at canningdiva.com or follow me on any of social media. And let, let's hear from you so that uh, Lori is able to touch on those things. And I'm staring at this beautiful journal she put together. I love that you're doing this. You're writing things down. You're keeping track of the recipes uh, and in, they're free. So I like it. Yeah, because then, then you can do, do it again. Or I can tweak it, yes. which I do both. I yes, both. yes, I love it. Well, you guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. Lori, thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. Yes. This is so cool. Oh, we're, we're happy to have <laughs> you. And you guys, um, just uh, take some time out, um, do some research on your own. Definitely head over to harvestright.com, and that's R I G H T.com. And um, take some time learning a little bit more about their model. Uh, Learn about some of the advantages of freeze drying. Compare it to some of the things that you're doing in your own home, whether it's canning, dehydrating, freezing. And then just, um, you know, have some conversation with yourself and your your spouse, your family, and find uh, if this is something that's going to be right for you. And until next time, I I wish you all the best. And I hope that um, we've given you some really awesome things to think about. Yeah. I look forward to hearing what questions that people may have. Yeah. And what they, what they want to create or think like there's so many, like we could probably take up two hours talking about that amazing journal in your hands and some of the amazing things that you have created. And we're going to do that in the next episode, but I really want to customize it to those that, um, they just need to hear what what they can create mm-hmm. and preserve on on you know their own.
to just, like I said, get them right over that edge of guard. Okay, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, there's so many things you can find on clearance or on sale, you know, at the store. So you can save a ton of money too. Yeah. And it's I, a lot of you, spending it, it's yes, about saving it. yes. A lot of you that have been uh, buying up the number 10 cans of vegetables and fruit, this would be a phenomenal way when you start getting to the end of that shelf life to preserve it even further, mm -hmm. to drain it, like you said, and, and chop it up and, or, or just leave, you know, green beans whole, however, however you see fit. Canned corn is really Canned good. Canned corn. Too. See, there you go. <laughs> All right, you guys, yeah. thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to next week on Kidding with the Diva. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Canning with the Diva. For tips, recipes, and techniques, please visit us online at canningdiva.com.